everybody. Welcome to the Unraveled podcast. I'm Crystal. So recently, um, I got to thinking about an event that had occurred about a decade ago. Uh, I was in a relationship and some friends of ours were asking us to go to an event. This was like over text or maybe it was email. I don't even know if text was around. I can't remember. That's how crazy old I am. Um, So I had didn't want to go. For those that don't know, I'm an introvert. And when um, from an introvert perspective, I get very drained with social events. And at the time, and I can't remember, you know, I couldn't even I couldn't even tell you right now what season it was. But I just remember at that moment feeling that I just couldn't take another event, I couldn't do it. But I felt that, you know, I couldn't just say I, I didn't want to do it. It wasn't that's not, you know, I'm using air quotes here. It wasn't good enough. It wasn't a good enough reason to not go just because I, I was overwhelmed with just needing some I just needed downtime, right? I needed me time. And I had had too many social events. And that was that was why. But I didn't feel like that was sufficient. And so I really labored over this idea of what should I say? How what excuse is appropriate enough? Um, that I could say it and the other person would, for all intent and purpose, excuse it or accept my my turning down of their invitation. And I really lamented over this. And I don't know, at, you know, and looking back, I couldn't tell you right now why this particular event stuck out, why it was so hard. Um, I do remember, though, that I lamented for several days. It was a lot of, you know, mental gymnastics to try to figure out an excuse. I can't say I'm sick because I'd have to be sick and I can't, you know, what is the plausible, what is the plausible lie I could come up with that would get me out of this event with the least amount of damage possible, right? The least amount of have to upkeep of this lie afterwards. I can't say someone's sick and them not be sick, take pictures, yada, yada. And then my partner at the time was on the phone with the, the, you know, my friend's significant other. And he just said, hey, you know, we're not going to go. And then that was it. And I remember at the time being just completely taken aback. How could you be so bold and brad, you know, brazen, um, with this concept, you know, you, you're not taking into account their feelings. And for whatever reason, I got really upset about the concept that he had said just bluntly, we're not going to go. She doesn't want to go. That's we're not going to go. I felt completely betrayed by that moment. And as I dissected that moment, even then, I came to realize that I was reacting because I expected a reaction on their part, right, um, that that never came to fruition. They kind of accepted the fact that I didn't want to go. There was no horrible consequences. There was no downstream chaos that occurred. It was just accepted. And that acceptance got me to thinking, you know, what, what was I going through? What was I putting myself through? It was silly. Why wasn't I just honest about it? Couldn't the relationship that we had, me and my friend, be strong enough? Isn't it a strong enough relationship that I could say that I don't want to go to something and that that, that should be okay, that, ha- that that could be okay? And what kind of relationship would I have if that wasn't an acceptable response, right? Why did I feel so compelled to come up with some excuse that would have been a lie, in order just to make, I don't know, I thought that it would not would uncomplicate things when in fact it, you know, in retrospect, it caused me days of mental exhaustion on top of I was already mentally exhausted. So I lived with that for a couple years and I tried to be uh, more honest in my responses. 
And then I um, adopted two children. And for those who don't know, um, I actually, uh, as part of my other job, many jobs, my other job, I do work a lot with foster and adoptive families. And one of the very core tenets that you learn early on in your training for both traumatized children um, and individuals and foster and adoptive uh, families is, is that truth-telling is paramount to success as a family. And why is that? Well, that's because lies abound um, when it comes to especially foster children whose uh, birth parents or birth families may have given a lot of half-truths, made a lot of commitments that they couldn't, you know, they couldn't follow through with. There's just a lot of trust that's broken um, in a part of just not foster and adoptive families, but any traumatized individual's life. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, broken promises and broken truths and untrustworthiness. And so telling the truth is like, you know, it, it should be, you know, it's basically the gospel. You don't lie. And um, I took that to heart because I never wanted my children to doubt what I had to say. And so be, I, so through that, I became quite um, an, a, a proponent for truth-telling, so much so that I know that now, um, you know, the honesty I have with my children is the number one thing that gets us through any hard times. My children know that there's no line in the house. Um, and we don't lie to one another. And so when they ask me a question and I give them a response, they trust what I have to say. And I think, you know, that's something that gets built over time. And I could, I could wax poetic on how important that is in building trust with your children, regardless of whether or not they're traumatized. Um, but I can say with confidence that that, that, is, that is basically one of the, the mainstays. It is, it is the cornerstone of our relationship is that my children know that when they ask me a question, I will respond and I will respond truthfully. So I wanted to tell you both of those stories to kind of show you my journey on, um, I hate the word journey, it's so overused, but basically my journey, my unraveling of um, where we got, where I got to in this idea that I don't understand why, I do understand, let's put it another way, I do understand why people lie. I understand this this drive to kind of make things easier. I'm, and I'm using air quotes because people think it's making things easier. But 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 for all intent and purpose, the idea is is that people feel like, well, if I don't tell the honest truth, if I'm not 100% honest, it makes things easier. I don't have to hurt their feelings. I don't have to do X, Y, and Z. I can kind of make things a little bit better for myself. I feel a little bit better and I, I can get out of whatever it is. And most of the time when we're not telling the truth, um, we, you know, we validate it to ourselves. But what I think I have come to, I don't know, feel is kind of, you know, a, a, a core tenant of truthful or of honest living of, and when I say honest living, I mean like honest with yourself of understanding who you are is a commitment to unabashed truth telling. Now, let me be clear that I, I I do still believe that, you know, there are people that feel that, well, I'm telling the truth is is a good reason to say a crappy thing to somebody, right? Um, if somebody, to take a good example that I, uh, is somebody that you care for asks you, do you like how I look in this dress or in these pants or in this shirt or in these shoes or do you like my new haircut? And you think it looks like crap. You could say, I think it looks terrible. That's a truthful statement. You can also say, I prefer it the other way. 
You can also say, how do you feel about it? I'm not a fan, but I think if you like it, that's all that matters, right? There are ways to tell the truth that aren't lies, and it's still truthful telling. Now, some people, and I and I do know that there are some people out there that would say, well, that's not, that's that's still lying because it's, um, it, it's it's a diversion by not saying something that's a lie. And I would argue that in some cases that is true, right? If somebody doesn't ask you if you're cheating on them. <laughs> And you say, well, I didn't tell them, but they didn't ask. And so thereby I never lied. I think that's a little bit much. So maybe, you know, when you're first on this journey, you need to be sure that you're truth telling unabashedly. Maybe you have to say all of the horrible truths, um, no matter how bad or how harmful they might be. That's okay. I think that might be a good place for people to start because it, it makes things more clear, at least. For me, I feel like in the end of the day, I, based off of what I do in the therapy or the therapeutic process that I work work from, you know, I feel like a lot of times it's not about the question, it's about the underlying issue, right? So, I mean, I would argue that in cases of somebody asking you how they look, what they really want to know is they, they want you to notice them. They want to know that you care for them or that you like the way that they look, or you feel still find them sexy, or you still find them attractive, yada, yada, yada. And so you should respond to that, that meta message, right, the undercurrent message. Um, and so again, I, I'm sure somebody that is sitting here trying to think through this intellectually might might question that. And that's okay. I mean, I think that that's a, a, a much bigger discussion. But to be honest, if you're at the point where you're questioning whether or not you should tell somebody that they look like a hot mess in the blue dress. Now, if they look like a hot mess, I think you should tell them. But if you just don't like it, you prefer the red dress, you know, if you're at that point where you're just debating that small detail, do you say, I don't like you in the blue dress, or you say it and couch it in another way that says, I prefer you in the red dress, I think you're doing okay, right? It's the, it's the, it's, it's when you're actually creating excuses for something or you're purposefully avoiding a topic that I think, that lies in that air, that gray area, right? Because again, everybody gets that, you know, not telling somebody that you're cheating on them, that's a lie that I think most people would agree, well, you don't, you, you shouldn't, shouldn't do that. I say shouldn't twice because I hate the word shouldn't. I think it's a terrible, um, but I, you know, it's a terrible way to explain anything because there's what is should, what is shouldn't. That's another philosophical discussion that I don't know if we'll necessarily go into today. Um, but so whenever I say it twice, just know that in my head, I, I'm kind of chiding myself for having used the word at all. Okay, so that tangent aside, there's a gray area, af you know, right after or right before the, hey, it's a, like a bold-faced lie that's it's going to wreck your entire relationship or it's just a horrible thing to lie about. And, you know, blatant 100%, you know, you ask the question, I'm giving you the most honest response. You know, I think that there's, there's a gray area in there. And in that area is where a lot of people do their lying, right? It's the, I want to make my life a little bit easier so I'm not going to tell them the honest truth. And I would argue that, you know, since I have made a commitment to truth, to truth telling, it has uncomplicated my life. I never have to think back about what I told somebody. I don't have to do the mental gymnastics to try to figure out what I should or shouldn't say. I just say what I have to say. My kids know this, right? They'll ask me a question. I don't miss a beat. I give them the response. 
I, that should how that should be how all relationships are cultivated, right? How wonderful would it be if you were in a relationship with somebody that you knew that no matter what you asked them, they would give you the truth? Why is that not the expectation that we have? At least, at the very least, for the for the most important relationships in our lives, and 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 what a disservice we're doing by allowing ourselves to get into this wiki category where we say, well, yeah, but this lie, this lie made it okay. You know, this lie is okay because it spared their feelings. Um, earlier today, I read, a, I was kind of doing a review of some of my old philosophy. I love philosophy. It's one of my, um, one of my many interests. There's variant, there's so many of them, but philosophy isn't one of them. And it was about rhetoric, and I was thinking about it because of the State of the Union address and, you know, the concept of – I've never watched them. I've always thought they were crap because I don't – it's just rhetoric. It's just people trying to sell you on something, and it's empty promises. I, I've just never liked it. I've always thought they were crap. But I – so I was reviewing my work on Socrates or my, you know, my, my books, and, you know, he had made a mention about rhetoric and how um, it doesn't lead to virtue, and here's why. Because if you're trying to persuade somebody, right, regardless – of uh, what it is, um, you're you're trying to persuade them rather than trying to allow the virtuousness of the act itself or of the item to be um, of importance, right? So if I have to persuade you to save a baby, right? If you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, well, I would save a baby. Well, but not everybody would, right? Think of all of the circumstances where somebody wouldn't save a baby. Um, there's a lot of them out there, and I will tell you that it's on both sides of the aisle. So... If we're at that point, right, and I have to be persuaded to not do it, then Socrates' argument, I mean, you know, for lack of a better term, it's, it is it is that it's not a virtuous act, right? You shouldn't have to be persuaded and thereby rhetoric has no place. And I thought it was apropos for the moment because I feel like lying is the same, right? We aren't doing the people that we love. So save, forget about how it makes us feel. It gives us, even if you can sit there and say, I didn't tell somebody the truth and it was the best beneficial thing because it saved, you know, me from having to feel like yada, yada, yada. It doesn't actually save them from anything. And if we actually want to show love and by show love, I mean to to help grow ourselves and the people around us and extend our love to the people around us, then truth-telling should be a, a, a part of that. Because you always want to make sure that that the person that's sitting across from you that you care for knows that you are a good guide. If they happen to have an off-track behavior, just as I, you would want them to tell you if you have an off-track behavior, that that tenant of, of trust and of truth-telling is so important to that because it ethically, it, it ties you to, I want you always to be the best version of yourself. And so I'm never going to lie. I'm always going to tell you the truth. And then you're welcome to come up with whatever you want, but I would never lie. Um, and and because, because of that, you can trust that I will guide you when I think that there's an off-track thing, that I will always tell you how I'm feeling so that our relationship can be as strong as possible. And that there is no gray area here. You know, I, I trust enough in our relationship that I can tell you these things and not have to worry about it uh, decomposing what we have. I think what we have is more important than um, than a truth that I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm uncomfortable hearing because it hurts my feelings. So, you know, I think it's important to talk about 
you know, to, to think about this commitment to honesty and not lying. Um, I know a, a couple of people in my life um, who have made this commitment recently and, and are already, you know, quickly feeling the, the benefits of it. And I would encourage all of you today to do it. Um, as well, try to make a commitment to honesty. Try to commit, make a commitment to truth telling, um, no matter the situation, and see if it helps uncomplicate your life, and see if it helps improve your relationships. Now, that would normally be the end, but I have a caveat, an asterisk, if you will, um, about believability and honesty. So, what's there is a bit of a, I don't know, a, a bit of a fun thing that. There is a, a complete art of persuasion. I think probably why some of philosophy gets gets to me is because I'm also fascinated by the art of persuasion, right? Um, and the art of persuasion is something that is done um, really well, and we don't realize it. People think all the time that they're not, um, they couldn't, you know, they would know. Oh, I would know if someone was lying to me. I would know if someone was trying to trick me or persuade me. But on all honesty, the research just proves it out. You don't. This is why advertising works. This is why you have the crap you have in your house is because advertising works. And how do they work? Because they know how to persuade you. So there is a trick. And I want you all to understand this trick so that you don't also fall for this trick. That there is a perceived honesty that is not true honesty. And here's how it works. Let's say you don't know somebody very well. And they make a statement that is bold and brazen and like absolutely off the craze mark. And in some cases, it might even be controversial. In our, the psychology of our mind says, oh, hey, they said this thing, so they must be so, just supremely honest. They would never lie because they've said, they have gone, they're so bold as to say this, I can trust everything else they say because they had the, you know, the audacity to say that. Um, I don't know who actually said this, but there was a, I, I think it was a, a comment that was made about a dictator once that, that said, if you're going to lie, lie big or a, for all intent and purpose. And why is that? Why? Because it helps persuade people that all of the other things that you say are truthful, even if they are not. So I would be very, be very careful about people whose honesty, and I'm using air quotes here, is comprised of nothing but kind of audacious um, in your face, sensationalist statements, um, or if they do it at all, in, in the name of honesty, right? Oh, well, I'm just saying that to be honest. Well, is that really true honesty or just being a dick, right? Like there's a, there's a line. But in the case of people that you don't know, people that are trying to persuade, know that that is a very well-known tactic that is, um, and when I say well-known, I mean among the people that are trying to persuade, and it's meant to influence and so be very careful about somebody who, you know, who does that, about believing the rest of them. Try to remember that just because they've said something that is, um, is feels like it's crazy honest, because why else would somebody say something that crazy, um, that the rest of what they have to say is truthful, because in so many cases, it's not the case. It's actually, it's actually a persuasive and a manipulative tactic in order to get people to trust people um, in leadership, in um, places of influence, in cults, et cetera, et cetera. So that was my asterisk on the truth-telling. Beware of the, you know, of the sheep and wolf, well, the wolf in wolf's clothing, I guess, would actually be that. <laughs> so I hope this has been inspiring. It, you know, it, even if one of you out there goes, you know, today I'm going to try to be truthful, I, 
I would encourage that. Just just give it a shot. See if we could get to the point in our lives where every if, if everybody could get to the point where they're committed to truth telling, um, then I think our society is going to be in a lot better place. You know, it, you know, this untrustworthiness that we have just in general of each other, of one another, of tribalism, of everything. It's fed by the fact that, you know, even at the smallest step, the smallest step, the relationships that we have with those that we hold dear, you know, if we're already lying there, is it really surprising that we're lying at these bigger, grandiose areas of society and humanity? And shouldn't we be at a place where we expect the truth, the 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 100% truth from those around us and those who lead us and those who love us? So... Go forth, love, and be truthful. Thanks so much, guys.